in Seattle. Seattle. You need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to RodandGunsitDown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 639, 639 episodes. That's amazing, of the Ron and Don Show. And yeah, we are on the Ron and Don Radio Network live, once again, for the Les Schwab Studios, where pretty soon our television cameras will be on is Ron and Don sell the sound, but listen to us right now. Sound. Everybody listen up. 84 Les Schwab locations to serve you. Something very important is happening. This is urgent. This is cause radio. We need everybody to listen, and everybody who's listening right now, we need everybody to take action, right? Yeah, we need some non-perishable food if you can afford it. If you can afford it, it wouldn't be a burden on you. Uh, buy a bag of non-perishable food, take it to your local neighborhood Les Schwab store, and that food will be distributed to Washingtonians in need right now that are having food scarcity issues uh, through Food Lifeline and Aramark. And so we have teamed up probably, I don't know, 15 years in a row now uh, to get this message out with Les Schwab. So uh, non-perishable food, put it in a bag. Take it to Les Schwab. They will come out to the car and just take it from you. You can also give them cash or you can donate online at leschwab.com slash ronanddodd. Yeah, and no buying stuff. You see it in the bag, and you're like, wow, those nuts look pretty good, and then you swipe the nuts. Put the nuts in the donation box at Les Schwab, right? I see you, Mike Hathaway, up in Edmonds. <laughs> hey, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, let's talk about Jay-Z. There's a question going around the Internet. What's worth more, $500,000 or a lunch with one of the great business moguls of all time, Jay-Z. He has now said what he would do if it was him. I'm going to ask Ron, $500,000, which I think Ron would always take the money, but is there someone out there, if he could have a lunch with them and they have to be alive today, uh, who would it be? And who would you exchange that $500,000 for? Uh, Also coming up, let's talk about destination weddings. It seems like lots of people are doing this. And Ron, you have a story about a destination wedding involving what, $200,000? It's a dad and uh, his daughter and wife who are now talking to, not talking to him, uh, over $200,000. We'll get into that. Before we get to that, though, let's get to this. Jim Harbaugh, I love him because he was a Chicago Bear. And he wasn't a great quarterback, but he had a lot of attitude like Jim McMahon did. He's it, currently the coach for Michigan Wolverines, right? Yeah. So what happened, he he was kind of the guy who came in after Jim McMahon was done in 85. He was never able to take the, the Bears back to a Super Bowl. But him and Mike Ditka got some epic fights on the sideline, just like Mike Ditka got in epic fights with Jim McMahon. Because Jim McMahon would nod his head to Mike Ditka, whatever you say, Mike, and then he would go in the huddle and do whatever the hell he wanted. He would call whatever. It didn't matter what play they would send in. He would call his own plays, and uh, they ended up winning a Super Bowl out of it. So, And that's because Mike was kind of a defensive coach, Jim McMahon. He's an offensive coach, right? So then he took those skills – 
And he kind of w- was one of the first NFL players to go. He went to Stanford. And there's a lot of NFL players that try to go coach in college. Uh, you think of Mike Singletary, number 50 from the Bears. He tried to do that in college in the pro level. And they just kind of wash out, right? They do. He went to Stanford, transformed that program. It's a very, very hard program to transform because the bar is so high on the athletes you can accept because they're talking great. talking about Harbaugh, not McMahon, right? Yeah, I'm talking about Jim Harbaugh. He, he went to Stanford. As a result of that, then he gets the gig for the San Francisco 49ers, does a tremendous job there, right? Uh, partnering with, with Colin Kaepernick. And those guys end up going to a Super Bowl. Out of there, he's like, yeah, I'm done with the NFL. I hate these prima donnas. He goes back to Michigan, which is where everything started for him, because that's where he went to school, his alma mater. That's where he grew up. Uh, his dad, Jack, was a, was, a, was a coach back there at Michigan State. And so he went back to Michigan. He's been coaching ever since. And sometimes when you're up in Michigan, you have to be able to recruit players from Louisiana, Texas, and California. If you can't recruit those players, chances are you, you, you're never going to be number one in the country and you're not going to beat Ohio State. He really struggled in the first couple of years. And then guess what he started doing? He took the Michigan program to the South during the summer, and that's where they would scrimmage and practice. And then also, a lot of people feel, and he's used the transfer portal now as well, they're number two in the country. They feel like he's done some things outside the lines. And in fact, it was self-imposed this year. He had to sit out a couple games that didn't matter to Michigan because he knew the fines and he was going to have to sit out anyway. Now there's an, there, there are allegations that Michigan is stealing signs. Uh, they took one of their young scouts. They said that he would buy tickets in his own name. He would travel to places where Michigan was going to play and he would take out his cell phone. He would film what was happening on the sidelines. Then they'd take that film, transcribe, steal those signs. And they say, as a result of that, they believe that Michigan has benefited. Jim Harbaugh is like, huh? Jim Harbaugh. Jim Har- Did I say Harbaugh? Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is like, I think I said Harbaugh again. He's like, what? What are you talking? I have no idea what you're talking about. Here's, here's what could happen. They're number two in the country. If he gets sanctioned by the NCAA, even if they take all those those wins away, there's a possibility that, and and usually you find out these things after the fact. Reggie Bush at USC and the stuff that happened with Pete Carroll, where they came and they stripped him, they stripped him of those guys, USC, the national championship, all those wins. Uh, Reggie Bush got his Heisman taken away. He's now suing to get it back. Uh, This is what could happen in real time. We could know as we're watching the national championship in the final four and we watch Michigan win the whole thing that Jim Harbaugh and his team were probably stealing signs. We could watch them win the national championship, hoist the trophy. The NCAA is going to be there and the commissioner and everyone to congratulate them. And then in the offseason or in a year or two, as they do this investigation, it could all be taken Away. This is a very unique situation because you usually find out if cheating was happened, it happened after the fact. We're kind of finding out, Ron, that it, that it happened during. And I have to say, I could care less. It makes me love Jim Harbaugh even more. 
this, this one's interesting to me. And this goes for... Because they all cheat, you guys. They all cheat. If you're not cheating, you're not trying in college football. This so. is a, a very different type of cheating. Uh, the first scandal with Harbaugh is that he bought someone a meal. And that's just ridiculous in today's world that that should be something that was against the rules. But technically, it was against the rules. And they slapped his wrist and he was out for some games on that. This one is interesting because... It's all contextual to my mind. I think if it's in real time, and whether this is baseball or football, because football, they in college especially, they'll have two or three guys that hold up these big pieces of cardboard that have an image on them, and one of them is the play. Uh, and so you don't know which of the three guys holding the sign is the actual play. If you're a defensive player uh, or a defensive coach, and it's in-game, and you can pick out, you can decipher that code in game, then I think that that's part of the game. If I'm in baseball and um, I'm on second base and you're hitting and I can steal the sign and tip you off that a fastball's coming or a curveball's coming because I can, I'm watching the catcher in in game. I think that's that's part of the game. That's why catchers now, if you see, and a lot of people may not know this, they wear an armband similar to what Russell Wilson doesn't want to wear, and it has a transmitter, and the pitcher has an earpiece, and what he can do is he can punch in the play now. So watch the catcher. He's punching in the play into his armband. He's no longer giving hand signals, and that's because what Ron was talking about is exactly what was happening. And I would say in the college game, do what they do in the pros. There's certain players on the field, like the Mike linebacker on the defense. He's the captain, the quarterback, uh, some of the wide receivers. When you see the green dot, they have speakers in their helmets. They're allowed to hear the play. Uh, allow that to happen, and then you don't have to worry about this sign but stealing. if so. you do what is described in this case, where a person is going out in advance, filming the guys holding the cards... Then they go back to their hotel room or back to the film room and they match it up with the plays uh, and are saying, okay, when the, I'm just thinking of the Oregon because they were one of the first ones to do this. When the picture of the duck and a hot dog come up, <laughs> they run this play. Yeah. When a picture of Abraham Lincoln and a Ferrari come up, uh, they run this play. They, and if you make a little spreadsheet and you decode it that way, I think that is cheating. I think that's above and beyond. I think you should be sanctioned for that. And so if they can demonstrate that this staff member uh, went out and was doing that, I think they should be stripped of those. Because when you're number two in the country, you don't need to steal those signs. You should have the talent and the game planning uh, to go ahead and win a football game straight up. Uh, and, and I'll just say it again. If you can steal a sign, I mean, you played linebacker in high school and this is different than the pros or in college, of course, but there were certain things that you could steal in game. You're like, if this, if that right tackle does this with his stance, th that's a pass. That's not stealing. That's just being smart. And you're reading the defense of Correct. the offense. What is a scout supposed to do? Cause we know that scouts go out and scouts teams, even at the high school level, we would have team managers that were scouts and they would go out. Out, they'd watch other team. They'd study the film to think that scouts 
are out at other games, which is totally legal, to think that they're not looking to steal those signs, that's ridiculous. Everyone does it. Michigan got caught. Uh, it's part of the game. And if you're really concerned about cheating, then be concerned about all the drugs that these players take at the college level and at the pro level. Be concerned about that human growth hormone and steroids because they're all doing it. And the NCAA and the National Football League look the other way. And if you don't believe me, watch all these players die young and then watch them all shrink before your eyes when they go up in the broadcast booth because they're not on human growth hormone and they're not taking drugs. I mean, Seventy. Yeah. Brock Hewitt told me one time, 70% of the guys he thinks at college and the pro level are doing something like that, that to me is a lot more severe than a hot dog in a, in a what was it? A hot dog in a hamburger bun? No. <laughs> You're not wrong. I'll just say, though, like, Harbaugh seems to have a complete disregard of the rule book as it's written. As he should. And we so were- if... <laughs> I, I don't disagree with you, but if that is the rule, then that's the rule, and he knows it's the rule, and the buck stops with Jim It's Harbaugh. a television show, you guys. And it's, it's crazy. A, oh, it's just a television show. His glasses from 1950 and his stupid $8 dockers that he wears. I love him. I love him. Yeah, I don't love him. Yeah, it's just a TV show. Uh, coming up on the Ron and Don show, the $200,000 destination wedding that went horribly wrong. Next. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Happy summer. Ron and Don here for Les Schwab. It is the summer driving season, and they have a huge sale coming up. They have this every summer, but they're doing something I haven't seen them do ever. This is pretty cool if you want to drive into a Les Schwab and boom, immediately put $200 in your pocket. Yeah, right now in the summer sale, you get a prepaid MasterCard valued at up to $200 when you purchase a set of four qualifying tires. You can save an additional $50 when you purchase the tires with your Les Schwab account. Sale ends on July 8th. All right, so Les Schwab, schedule that appointment right now at leschwab.com or when you see one of the 84 locations, you can just drive in and, and take a look at that time. You can stop by any location, tell them Ron and Don sent you. That's $200 with four select tires. Les Schwab, they've been doing the right thing since 1952. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's Don. Now, listen to me. I had a neighbor walk up the street and say to me the other day, Hey, we're interested in having you sell our home but it seems like this is a bad time to sell a home and we need the money from our home to leave Queen Anne, Washington and we're going to Mexico and we're taking our dog that we found in Mexico, Poncho, we're taking him back home and that's where we're going to live from now on. What's crazy is the gentleman that owns that house used to own the house that I'm sitting in. They sold me this house, right? Anyway, I had some good news for them and I had to tell them, hey, is the summer months you want to sell in the fall? The market is actually very good right now for sellers. But your home must be dialed in. And Ron, you must do your work in this marketplace right now. And if you do, sellers, you will be rewarded, right? Yeah, and it all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. No obligation. It's free of charge. It's on Zoom. It's about half an hour. Email me directly, ron at ronandon.com or go to the website, ronandonsitdown.com. Okay, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. I think this is interesting. As people get older, we see a lot of expats uh, that are moving to places like Mexico and overseas. Uh, And then we're also seeing some of these expats have some of their kids come down and get married in these destination weddings. 
Uh, I think I'm at an age right now. I don't see a lot of destination weddings. I don't get invited. A lot. I'm getting invited to a lot more funerals and hospital rooms than I, than I am destination weddings right now. Destination weddings wasn't really a thing. Just when when I when I was growing up, and I watched a lot of my friends get married for the first time. Uh, it was cash cars and stars, big big hair, big big weddings, hundreds and hundreds of people. And very expensive. And I saw a lot of my friends and their parents going to debt. Uh, I can remember, and this would have been back in the 80s when my cousin Debbie got married. And I remember my Uncle George standing there with a cocktail in his hand and a cigarette behind his ear. And him writing a check just for the bar bill uh, for that particular wedding. For ten, this, And again, how, how expensive was alcohol back in the 80s compared to now? He wrote a check for over 10 thousand dollars and that was just the bar bill that would have been back probably in in 1987 so anyway destination weddings uh ron what happened here because i don't you you were telling me about this story before uh we started the show today so there's a uh family and the guy there they don't name the names of the family uh but this family i'll name them who are they yeah (laughs) is in turmoil right now they're they're relatively um uh well to do like they're not hurting for money but his daughter came to him. She's getting married. She said, Dad, I want you to give me $200,000 because I have been dreaming about this wedding and I want to do it in New Zealand. And it's going to be a total, my fantasy wedding. And the dad listened and then he said, No, I am not giving you $200,000 for a New Zealand destination dream wedding. So she freaked out. She said, you can afford it. I can't believe this. And like did the whole thing. She's not speaking to her father right now. The, the wife is siding with the daughter. <laughs> oh, no. She thinks that oh, they wow. can afford it, and why would they not spend give her daughter the dream wedding? And so the guy went out to one of these advice column sort of website things and was like, should I cave? Should I basically set 200 grand on fire? Uh, for my daughter's dream wedding, uh, or should I hold my ground here hmm. and, and refuse to do this? And the internet is absolutely on fire on both sides of this. And I'm actually going to a destination wedding in, uh, Mexico in the spring of 2024. Mm-hmm. And so it, this is my first foreign destination. In fact, this might be my first destination wedding. Um, and so it, it hit me a certain way when I started to navigate this, uh, destination wedding, but I'll, I'll just do the setup for you. What would you tell this dad? And what would you tell this daughter that this is her dream? Well, I think the weird thing is that he, he and his wife aren't on the same page. And I would say, make sure you're on the same page before you make this decision. And then that way you don't end up all in a clown car on the, on the internet. Well, he might have said, because I've seen this before where a dad will declare to their daughter when they're a teenager or whatever, when you get married, we're going to pay for the wedding. And they're not thinking in 10 years or 15 years, it's going to be a destination wedding in New Zealand. Yeah. They thought, oh, we're going to go down to the local, you know, VFW and get it catered. Yeah. Well, I think, I, I think if mom is a part of this and dad is and they don't agree and the number is 200 grand, then I think they, the mom should still be able to give 100 grand if she wants to do that because it's her decision too. And you give her a hundred grand and they say, you know what? You're just going to have to finance the rest and go in debt. I've seen a lot of brides torpedo 
And, it, and a lot of times it's driven by guys uh, or, or by brides. It's not driven in, in, in my situations with, with my male friends. It's driven by those brides. And, and $200,000 for a destination wedding seems too much. And I would want to know, is there something that he's doing with the money instead? And I'll give you an example. Uh, I have a friend that is very, very wealthy. Uh, he has two kids. And he told these kids, I will pay if you don't get a scholarship. I will pay for you both to go to state school. You'll you'll have to stay in state. If you go out of state, I'll give you whatever I was going to give you in state, and you'll have to finance it out of state. Does he have the money to do it? He totally has the money to finance them in or out. That was a decision uh, that he made back when they were in junior high, high school. I read a story the other day that talked about the hat, the 10 top habits of wealthy people and what they do in America today. And not people that inherited wealth, but people that built wealth. The top, and, and, and it landed in the top five, was when your kids decide that they're going to go and be an entrepreneur or they're going to travel and go to school and work or that they are going to go to the university or they're going to go to a prep school or community college or they're going to go get, be a plumber or whatever it is. They always pay in state. They, they do exactly what my, what my friend said to do. So I still think she has the opportunity to do that. She'll just have to finance the rest. $100,000 for a destination wedding is a lot of money. Interesting. 200000 is ridiculous. And I would like to know, is there something different that he's doing with that, that, with that money? Is he looking at that and saying, this money is yours. I'm not giving it to you, though. I'll give you a part of it. And then the rest of this... I've invested this in mutual funds or S and P five hundred or IRAs down payment or whatever. To your first house. Whatever. This it is, is interesting yeah. to me because I think about it in a totally different way. I think, and this is probably going to get me in trouble. So open mouth, insert foot here. If you, man or woman, if you have a fantasy wedding built up in your mind. That involves this kind of thing where we're going to go to New Zealand. It's going to be my dream wedding. I've been thinking about all the details for years. Your marriage is doomed out of the gate. I'm going to predict right now that if you had, and, and please email me on this. If you were this person where you had the fantasy wedding, um, I think your marriage doesn't last more than five to 10 years because when you build the launching pad on this fantasy, that means your marriage is a fantasy. That means that you have these fantastical expectations for what marriage is. And when that expectation is not met uh, in the first, second, third year of marriage, and it can, whatever that means to this person, then you bounce. You don't treat me like a princess. You don't treat me like a king. You don't do this. You don't do that. My thing that I imagined marriage to be isn't this. Yeah. Now we had a kid and that's now it's even worse because my fantasy life of what I thought it would be like to have this family mm. is not this. It's, mm. it's, it's scooping up poopy diapers and it's driving people to soccer practice and there's never enough time to get the groceries and to clean. Mm. We don't have any date mm -hmm. nights. Yeah. And so I've built up this people that build up the fantasy wedding yeah. 
also tend to build up the fantasy marriage and you can't, the fantasy wedding is not real. The fantasy marriage is not real. And so if I'm this dad, what about the fantasy divorce? Fantasy divorce. <laughs> if I'm this dad, yeah. I'm, it's not about the money to me. I would pull aside my daughter and the fiance mm. and I would say, let's do it. Let's time out. Here, this is my advice. This would, is my, you do, would you do this before you put everything out on the internet? <laughs> yeah, this would be my thing before, and I don't know before the wedding. I was like, let's let's. I'm calling a 20 second timeout here before we do the wedding. I'm not saying you can't get married, and I'm not saying I won't eventually pay for this wedding, but right now we need to decide why is the fantasy of this New Zealand wedding? Where did that come from? What does it mean? Uh, do you have, are you guys on the same page for what marriage is? Mm. Cause marriage is not frolicking on the beach in New Zealand. Marriage is hard. Marriage is something that's going to take a lot of effort. A marriage is not a fantasy. It is a reality. And that reality is not without, you know, stepping on a landmine pretty frequently and putting solving problems and resolving conflict. And so that would be my message to them. It's really not about the money. I think it's about the people that feel like I, I deserve this fantasy uh, then that, if you enable that, they continue to feel like they deserve the fantasy. I love it. Okay. Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don show. Well said, Ron. I love that. Um, Jay-Z, one of the greatest business music moguls of our time. Great entertainer. You know, he's married to. Bow, he does bow, have bow, 99 bow. problems. Yeah. Anyway, which is a biblical verse. $500,000 or a lunch with Jay-Z. Jay-Z will tell you what he would do. And I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, and I'm going to ask Ron this question. Uh, and I want everyone to think about this. Five hundred grand, or what would you trade that in? I do have someone that I would give up the five hundred grand in order to have lunch. I'll tell you who that is next. Ron, I'm here with Mitch Weeks from Mitch.Loans. And Mitch, we've seen interest rates rise rapidly here uh, over the past year, 18 months. In the industry, what are you thinking is going to happen going forward? So they're still projecting rates are going to drop here near the end of the summer, definitely within the next year. And that means that now is the time to buy. So interest rates are going to drop. As we've said, we will help with the refinance on the back end. But rates dropping could mean a big influx in demand. Now, right now, there's a lack of supply, a lack of inventory, because people aren't willing to sell and get out of their low rates. If you buy now, you can beat the rush later. Okay, and also then when the rates do drop, we can replace that rate with the new one. We sure can. Rate and replace. All right, he's Mitch at Mitch.Loans. You can buy now, replace the rate later when it drops, and Mitch take care of your loan fees. It's Mitch.Loans. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Interesting question. The Internet's also talking about this. Uh, would you take uh, 500 grand cash or would you take a lunch with Jay-Z? Jay-Z is now weighed in. Uh, the internet has as well. He's saying, take the money. <laughs> of course. <laughs> He's saying, man, take the money. I don't even know if he'd have time for lunch. I do have to say this. Well, Ron, let me ask you first. 
500 grand or lunch with Jay-Z. And then if, it, if you're going to take the money, because I think Ron is, I think I'm betting he's going to take the money. Uh, is there someone out there where you take that money, put it back on the table in order to have lunch with them? Here's the thing that I have with this question. It's the wrong question. Um, it, it, it sh- if it's lunch with anybody, you'd never take that deal because lunch is meaningless. Uh, lunch, you're hanging out, lunch, you're eating whatever you're eating and you're just BSing with a famous person. So having lunch with anyone to me is the wrong question. Is it, would you take 500 grand or have an opportunity with either someone famous or someone wealthy? Let's take Warren Buffett, for instance, or Tim Cook at Apple or Elon Musk or whoever fill in the blank. Um, if I, you know, maybe, um, Mark Cuban from the, the Dallas, you know, Shark Tank and Dallas, uh, Dallas Mavericks. Um, if there's an opportunity, I would take the opportunity. So if it's like, Hey, Ron, you can meet with Elon Musk. The, I have, you have an idea, me, Ron, I have an idea that's going to be a billion dollar idea. And what I don't have is the ability to make this idea reality. And so if it's like you could take 500 grand or meet with a person and it's not a lunch. I want to meet in their office. I want to meet in a conference room. I want to have a meeting where I get to an opportunity where we're not looking at how much the shrimp scampi is, but I go, here's my idea. I think it's valuable. I want to partner with you to make this a reality and let's talk about this deal. Then absolutely take the, take that opportunity. If it's the 500 grand, like I don't, there's no story that Jay Z could tell me that's worth 500 grand. I've had meals with relatively famous people, not as famous as Jay Z, but I, I had dinner one time with the drummer from Guns N' Roses and, and Velvet Revolver. It was great. All kinds of great stories. Loved it. Was not worth 500 grand. Um, but the stories I got out of that, I still am fond and, and laugh about them because uh, they were amazing. But it, it, to me, it's the wrong question. So you would double down on thinking I could take the opportunity and maybe they could tell me something and I could turn 500,000. That, that I could leave the 500,000 knowing that maybe I could make 5 million down the road if, yeah. if, if they back me. I like it, that. And if I don't have that idea, yeah. then who cares? Yeah. doesn't matter. Like why I, these people sometimes at an auction, like, Oh, I, I paid X amount of money to, to have a meeting with Warren Buffett. It's meaningless to me. If I met with Warren Buffett and he's like, yeah, take a hundred million dollars and invest it in bonds. Okay, great. Like that's meaningless to me. I, I don't think, have a hundred million dollars. I think that's the thing. Even even the reason why, when, when we were talking about college, you're are you you're really paying for the experience, the camaraderie, maybe lifelong friends, uh, showing up, developing good habits or bad. Who knows? Developing an addiction to alcohol for sure. <laughs> but college, I think, is more about the experience. You can learn anything you need to learn on on YouTube now and, and pay nothing. Uh, and I, I see Ron do this all the time. He teaches himself how to do all kinds of things. His curiosity drives him to learn. Uh, and he's such a good learner and he's so curious. So even, even if you're curious about Warren Buffett, what Warren Buffett would tell you, it, it, it's already online. It, it's, it's all out there. It's the five things that Warren Buffett would tell a new invi- investor. Warren Buffett would do if he was 50, five things that would, it's, it's all out there. Uh, Bill Gates is, is Elon Musk, all of them. They're all everything. 
that they could share and tell you that would make your life differences out there. So that's why for me, what I would do if I wasn't going to take the money and I think with Jay-Z, I'd probably take the money. I would, cause I'm agreeing with Jay-Z. I like Ron, what Ron said about lunch. I would go have lunch though with Oprah Winfrey because uh, I love her super soul conversations. I love that she sits in her backyard underneath the pecan trees on these benches. And once in a while, she's back there with Stedman. I know she's hanging out with Gail and I know she's hanging out with her dog. She always talks about her dogs. So I would go have lunch with her as long as I could bring a friend. For 500 grand? The friend I would charge $500,000 to come with me to have lunch with Oprah and Gail. <laughs> hey, you guys, thanks for listening to the Ron and Don Show. We really appreciate it. And don't forget, if you're looking for neighborhood realtors, in my opinion, there are a dime a dozen because they don't like to leave the neighborhood. They don't like to work outside the neighborhood. And what's happening outside your neighborhood, they don't know. And a lot of times, if they're in the neighborhood, they're steering the deal to other realtors that they know. Or sometimes they're doing dual agency and they're steer- steering the deal to themselves or somebody within their brokerage. Not Ron and Don. Ron and Don, we sell the sound. And we talk about that when we do a sit down. It's at ronanddonsitdown.com, right? Yeah. And like we always say if real estate is intersecting with your life right now we would love to be your agents it starts with a sit down it's about a 30 minute conversation starts on zoom uh you can go to ronadonsitdown.com find out more and we can set that up talk to you put together a game plan for your situation yeah and don't forget ronadon's home of the week it just came back on in bothell we had this house sold uh the buyer had a difficult time when it was time to put down their earnest money. It didn't happen, so we're back on. It's a real opportunity for someone, isn't it? Yeah, especially if you know someone looking for single-floor living. Uh, we have that up in uh, in Bothell. Two primary suites with ensuite bathrooms, which is a, a unique feature. So we have one on one side of the house with its own, like a five-piece bathroom, and then we have another one on the other side of the house also with an ensuite bathroom. Both of them have decks out to the backyard, so uh, our little patios. It, it's a really cool house. Uh, you can email me, ron at ronadon.com, or if you know someone, refer them to us because it's really a great house. Yeah, that's our house of the week, and we just closed down in Port Orchard and went over. We closed quick and fast, cash offer. We just did this over in Bellevue recently down in Tacoma and uh, we're sitting down with a lot of people in Seattle and the North End as well so if you need us let's sit down ronadonsitdown.com because ronadon do sell the sound and don't forget ronadon TV is on the way so whether you like it or not you're going to have to just look how handsome we really are Sorry. for Charlie the dog my son uh, who you're going to hear here in a moment want to thank Paul over in Ireland who helps produce this show and our good friend Alex that does all our socials and John Baker is coming on now and he's going to make sure all this stuff uh, you're going to see it on Ron and Don TV. So our thanks to John for coming on as well. And Ron's getting ready to do a travel for a couple of weeks over in Barcelona. And John will be here. Ron's going to appear. That's going to be really fun hearing you from Barcelona doing the Ron and Don show. I've so, been working on my Spanish. Yeah. So we look forward to that as well. Don't forget, if we're selling in 2024, even the holidays this year, we need to talk right now. You guys, ronandonsitdown.com. We'll virtually sit down, find out if we're good team members. Uh, and if we're not, we'll find a good team member for you. A lot of times we are. And then uh, we will go from there. Answer all your questions. Talk about commissions. How we get your property ready to sell. And again, we sell the sound like Northern Realtors in Western Washington. All right. So when you need us, just reach out. He's Ron at ronanddon.com. I'm Don at ronanddon.com. Everything is at ronanddon.com. 
Com. All right. Till next time. Thanks for giving us a five-star review, saying something really nice about us online. That helps in the algorithm. It gets the show out. We still run into people all the time that say, what happened to you guys? And I'm like, well, well we've done 640 episodes of the Ron and Don Show. You should check it out at ronandonradio.com. All right. Thanks for stopping by. Here comes my son. Till next time, you keep your head up and your shoulders back. You've been listening to the Ron and Don Show only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet and we'll see you next time. Only. 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 On the Ron Don Radio Network. Only.